You are listening to Counseling Over Coffee, a Redeemer Counseling Group podcast. Whether you are listening via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or directly from the website, we would love for you to rate and review us. For more information about Redeemer Counseling Group, you can go to www.redeemercounselinggroup.com. And now, here is Cherie for some Counseling Over Coffee. This is Cherie. I'm glad you've joined me for another podcast of Counseling Over Coffee. If you're new here and maybe you're interested in why I started this podcast or some personal stuff about me and my family, you can tune in to an early podcast. Now, you know, you don't have to listen to previous podcasts. I'll try to make these podcasts each standalone. But there might be some helpful benefits to listening in in order if you're interested. So last time, I talked about Dr. Ed Welch in one of my CCEF courses, talking about what he called becoming an expert at the person in front of you. And this is a really helpful thought to me. And while my courses are primarily designed for those who Uh, would like to get involved in formal counseling. I found this concept to be very helpful to me outside of counseling, Uh, helpful in my marriage to my husband, Benny. We've been married almost 50 years, but people change, people grow. And I'm still in the process of getting to know my husband, Benny. And for too many years, I thought I knew him well, um, too well. And Now I'm learning, even after all these decades of marriage, that there's still a process of me, quote, becoming an expert at him. So whether it's my husband, my kids, my grandkids, my friends, or even the people I counsel, this whole concept of becoming an expert at the person in front of you has been really a cool concept to me. And it made me think this week of my friend Liz. So Liz and I were friends for decades before, sadly, she um, died due to a bout with cancer. But to know Liz was to interact with a person who observed and studied people, unlike most people I've known. We didn't call it becoming an expert at people uh, back then. I'd never heard that phrase, but I would certainly apply it to her now. We were friends uh, for decades. I think we became friends sometime in the late 70s or early 1980s. And for most of the years that I knew Liz, I was the recipient of a level of thoughtfulness that, well, I, I just haven't encountered that much in other relationships. Liz, for example, she wasn't a gift card kind of friend. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I enjoy gift cards. And if you're a gift card person, then please, you know, don't hear this as a criticism of giving gift cards. But giving someone a gift card would only be acceptable to Liz if sometime recently the person had said they wanted a gift card from a specific restaurant or a store. So, whether it was my birthday or Christmas or maybe even an anniversary, 
Liz gave me gifts that showed she had been attentively listening to and noticing me. So I was trying to think of a fun example. There's lots of them. But one year for my birthday, she gave me a pretty gift bag, probably had birds on it because Liz was obsessed with birds. And inside were several really pretty matched dish towels and pot holders. Now, for some of you, that might seem like kind of a weird gift. But months before, Liz and I had been working in my kitchen, and she commented that it looked like I needed some new linens for the kitchen. And like most women, I was fine using the old tattered ones, tattered ones. And, you know, that day, if I remember correctly, was one of the days that I had been using a mitt that had, you know, had gotten really thin or maybe had a hole in it. I actually burned my hand on something I was taking out of the oven. So Liz made note of that and she bought me new ones and she bought me those nice thick ones, those nice ones that I would never have purchased for myself. Liz loved becoming an expert at people. In fact, I learned at some point, this is amazing, that she had a notebook that she would jot down people's favorites, like their favorite restaurant or their favorite perfume or cologne or their favorite candy or that they needed new kitchen linen so that when the time came, she could bless them with something she wouldn't give just anyone, something that was personal and special. Feeling so known by someone is incredibly meaningful. To feel known is to feel loved and noticed and valued, and to feel known is to be seen as an individual person with likes and dislikes, with personality and motivations, values, a story that is unlike everybody else's story. To be known in this, what Dr. Welch calls expert kind of way, I was thinking is like being in a herd of animals, yet having someone say, yeah, like the shepherd come and pick up an individual sheep and think you're unique and different. And I see you, you're not alone and you're not just a part of this herd. The kind of expert I'm talking about isn't a professional. I'm talking about an expert friend or family member or maybe an expert pastor or maybe a parent. Someone who is humble enough to realize that while, while people are alike because we're all created in the image of God, the ways he leaves his mark on us are different. The way our past has influenced us is different. And one of the ways Liz imaged God was in this keen ability to listen to and notice little things about people that most of us miss. And while I've never been able to duplicate the way she loved people in this way, at least my gift giving has been impacted by her example. And honestly, 
I really don't like giving gift cards unless that's what the person really wants. But here's the thing. It would be wrong of me, though, and, and I'm making this really practical, to believe that people should never give gift cards because that means they're not thoughtful friends. In this case, becoming an expert at the person who gave me a gift card would be to know that person well enough to get that the disposition of their heart wasn't just to robotically grab the quickest and easiest gift as they were walking through the aisle at Walmart. Because I know them, I can tell myself that this gift card to this particular establishment was their way of saying, I was thinking about you, Sheree. And I wanted you to have the fun of choosing your own gift. So experts in relationships put aside random standards of what people should be like, like I had to put aside becoming exactly like Liz, or critical judgments of what is motivating people. In fact, experts study and listen to people with curious and loving hearts. So how specifically can we become experts at the people in our lives? I've been thinking about this in preparation for this podcast. And honestly, the first step with me was meditating on how individually God treats and loves me. We all know John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. But God's love is also specific and individual. I love the book of Ephesians, and especially the middle of chapter three. It's probably really familiar to you, and I think I'll just wait a minute. Um, I was going to read it, but I'm going to wait and read it in, in just a minute. But think about this. Paul didn't know he was writing to the world. He didn't know that you and I would someday be reading the letters he wrote. He wrote this letter to a specific church with specific real people. Okay, so let's imagine that you and I go to the same church and we're informed that someone that we really admire, a very wise person, a person that has visited our church, and we really respect them and have benefited from them, has written our church a letter. Now, this isn't a message circulated on the internet that our pastor found, right? No, this is a letter that was addressed to us, to the people in our church with our church family in mind. And yes, we know that Paul's letters were circulated among other churches, but stay with me. So our pastor is passionately reading along and he suddenly comes to this. I'm just going to read this to you. 
For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit and your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length, what is the height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Even as I'm reading this, I'm tearing up because this is God's heart, not just for the world and for millions of people who have read it since it was written by Paul to this church. But this is for me. This is for you. This is how the God of the universe feels about us. And it's how he relates to us. He wants us to know not just his grand and generous and inclusive love for the whole world, but his tender, his, his specific and personal love for me and for you and for the people in our lives. Well, learning to know and love people well begins with first understanding how beautifully known and loved by God we are. And so how well does God know us as individuals? I want to close out today's podcast with these warm and powerful words from Psalm 139. Gosh, I love these words. You have searched me, O Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You watch my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. This is the specific love of God for each of us as individuals to, I mean, think about it, to be this expertly known, this loved, this noticed, this seen and understood. This is the disposition and heart of God toward us. And God help us to have this for others. But There's a big difference between God and us. And this is something that I'm still having to preach to myself regularly. We can't perceive others' thoughts or know what they're thinking or what they're about to say. We just think we can do these things and we end up interrupting people and finishing their sentences or assuming we know what's motivating them and act on those wrong assumptions. We think that just because they um, 
treated us in a certain way five or 10 years ago, that that's still happening. And we don't recognize that they've changed and they've grown and they're different. We act like we're already experts at our spouse or our kids or our friends or our coworkers. And, and we don't stop and realize that only God knows them. We don't. And only he can give us the humility and the love to push away those arrogant assumptions about people and truly take the time and the initiative to think, I really want to get to know this person. God, help me. Well, I was hoping to get to the second step that I'm learning to take and becoming an expert at people in my life, but I'm going to wait for that until next time. I, I really pray and trust that this podcast has been an encouragement to you, that you are loved and known by God. And you might be in a season right now where you don't feel the love of God because you, you're struggling with shame or unconfessed sin, or some area of brokenness, or haunting thoughts about your past, or whatever, and just know that, thank God, this love, this knowing, this understanding, and knowing us in such a personal way, reaches beyond our sin, and beyond our shame.